This is episode 232 of the Andrew Hines Real Estate Investing Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Control and Compound Financial. They teach real estate investors how to multiply their wealth using infinite banking strategies. For a complimentary wealth coaching session or to learn more, visit www.controlandcompound.com forward slash Andrew Hines. Welcome back to the show. Today I have Nemo with me and I am not even going to try and pronounce it. Uh, tune into the actual episode right after this intro for that. Uh, Nemo's a great guy. Uh, I've been following his journey for a little bit. He is a real go-getter. So he started doing uh, flips. He's been in the business for quite some time. He actually mentioned that he had been coming to my meetups actually from before the lockdowns started. And uh, I don't recall meeting him there, but I do remember uh, meeting him out at one of our uh, meetups more recently. And uh, just following what he does, the guy's always on the road, traveling to different masterminds in the US, uh, shaking hands with a lot of big players. Notably, he's investing in Airbnb arbitrage in South Florida. So he's on the East Coast in the Fort Lauderdale area. He talked through how he's managing that as as a distance and what he's doing to grow his business out. So he's very much focused on growing in the US from here. Uh, We get into the tools that he's using and much, much more. Uh, So I'm confident that you're going to get a lot out of this episode. Just before we do jump into it, I want to remind you that the GTA West REI meetup is happening this week. So it's going to be on Thursday, the 20th of July for this next meetup. And then we'll have another one in August, but we would love to see you there. So if you can make it out, please make sure that you RSVP within our group. So click the link in the description of this video or in the show notes of the podcast and add yourself to the group if you're not already there and then RSVP on the event. Just wanted to remind you that if you're enjoying the show, please share it with somebody you think would be benefit from seeing it. It just helps the show to grow more and uh, get the message out to more people. And with that being said, let's go ahead and jump into episode 232 with Nemo. Hello and welcome to the Andrew Hines Real Estate Investing Podcast. I've got Nemo on the show and I'm going to let him pronounce the uh, the full version of it. The rest of the name. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. Full name is Nemanjan Apiolo. Um, it's a little bit tough to pronounce, but... Uh, yeah, I think Nemo is the easier way to go. Nemo with is, is a much easier, but uh, we'll see if I take a stab at that on the intro. Probably yeah. not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can just be like uh, Cher or Madonna and you just got the one name. I think that makes sense. Yeah. Right? It's marketable, it's of, brandable. It's yeah. not a lot of Nemos out there anyway. No, I mean, there was a fish a while back. But yeah, there was Finding Nemo. I think they forgot about him. Though. Yeah. <laughs> He's pickup, not in real estate. That's so. a pickup line at the bar somewhere. <laughs> hey, you found me. That's it. Um, anyways, that's it. so we kind of crossed paths. I don't even know when, but you came out to the yeah. meetup and, and yeah, I know you've I been doing went, stuff in the US. And I think I went to uh, uh, your meetups before the pandemic. And oh, yeah? Like, yeah, yeah. I, okay. I think I went to a couple there, but I think both times I was there, you weren't there or something. Really? Or, I, even, I was probably just swarmed by... Swarmed uh, or something. Yeah. I don't know. Did not see you at all. Um, met some yeah. cool people. Ended up hanging yeah. out with them. Um, I actually got an employee from one of your meetups. Serious? When I was doing wholesaling here, yeah, I got an employee. Like, oh, I want to learn. I want to do that too. I'm like, great, let's go. Then she did That's a whole awesome. bunch of driving for dollars for me around Hamilton. And um, and then I think during the pandemic, we started talking more. We're like, dude, what's going on? What is this? Yeah. So that was a Oh, yeah, shit. We did, time. didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> have to go back through our messages it's because yeah. uh, i you know i it takes a while to kind of place people's stories i get a lot of like people who would just reach out to me and i'm not like i actually don't even know what they look like we just message back and forth yeah and then uh eventually we we connect and i'm like oh okay so it's all tying together now yeah. so 
Um, anyways, uh, the thing I kind of noticed with you is you're just like going a thousand miles an hour. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, you jumped into the, the, the Florida market. I know you're doing stuff uh, yeah. elsewhere in the U S and every time I see your stories here somewhere in the U S yeah. you know, at a mastermind or, or talking to somebody, you know, getting around the right people. So, uh, give me the high level, like, you know, yeah. what, um, what are you doing? How, how you came to be sitting in this chair? Yeah, hundred percent. Um, I think I, uh, when I started real estate, I started at a time that, you know, prices were very high and the regular books telling you to go find a realtor and to invest your friendly realtor is going to find you a deal. It wasn't really working out for me. So I, I turned to wholesaling and wholesaling was a very fun thing at the time because you're just looking for the deal, but you're also understanding what a deal is. You're understanding how to run numbers, yeah. understanding what to do with different deals and different strategies. So it kind of opens you up to everything else. And I think it's such a fundamental skill to have. So having done that, um, I had a I had a person uh, who's not my partner, Chance, approach me and uh, he was like, hey man, we're doing this great stuff in the States. Um, it's remote wholesaling. You don't have to go to any places, see anything, do anything, but we're having a little bit of trouble on the hiring. We're having a little bit of trouble on, on, on the actual like vision and the strategies and the rest of this stuff. Like we can close, but what do you do with these deals? What actually happens mm -hmm. on the other side of it? So I was looking at that and 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 thinking, well, let's just start talking about it. So, you, but so to take a step back, you just did wholesaling in Canada. You weren't investing. I, I did wholesaling and flips in Canada. Wholesaling and flips. Wholesaling okay. and flips. Yeah. And when did that start? That started probably in like 2017, 2018. Yeah. Okay. So you were what? What areas? Hamilton, Welland, Niagara Falls. So all this little pocket here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And overseeing your own your own flips, yeah. or do you had you had a general contractor? I never went general contractor way. Yeah. I always found it a bit too expensive, and I was super lean and careful on the flips. Which, looking back now, I could have probably scaled it more and done more. Yeah. But I was just trying to like control the margins. And how many? How many were you doing? Uh, so we did about four. Okay, you did, did four? about four, yeah. Over the span of a few years? Or? Over the span, like we did about one a year. One a year, yeah. okay. Yeah, so I was doing one a year, but the profit margins were a lot more than I thought because everything just Well, kept everything going up. was going up, yeah, you know, <laughs> it like, saves you, right? Yeah, yeah. so I was hoping, I was like, man, I should have done more and I should have yeah. paid that whatever 15, 20% on top, pay a GC, move on, because yeah. I still had a full-time job at the time. Yeah, what were you doing? I was doing HVAC. HVAC, okay. HVAC, yeah. Yeah, you so HVAC sales and- Sales, not tech? Not tech, no. Yeah, okay. Can you no. install an air conditioner or no? I mean, uh, <laughs> with the tools and a YouTube video and chat GPT, I'm sure we could figure it out, but I don't think I'd want to. <laughs> don't think you'd want to, okay. No. All right, so you got uh, got out of that. I mean, how long, like, did, were you born in Canada? No, I was born uh, in Serbia. Serbia? Yeah. I, your your name sounds Spanish. That's a, yeah, doesn't some sound some Serbian. Italian, some say Spanish. I 100% thought Spanish. Yeah, okay, yeah. Serbian. Serbian, yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's no Serbian, there's no Spanish influence there? No Spanish influence there. No, Nemanja is probably the most Serbian yeah. name you can find. Okay. My last name though, Napiolo, is a little bit funny. It just means the one that drinks a lot. Okay. <laughs> Which like, I don't drink a lot, so it's <laughs> kind of a little pun That's there. That's hilarious. Yeah. Okay. Wow, I had, had it completely wrong. Okay, so you were born in Serbia, came over when? Uh, I came over in 2001. 2001. Yeah. And your parents came over, obviously, at that yep. time. We all came at the same time. Yeah, and uh, what did they do? So uh, my dad got into... Uh, tool and die and okay. uh, he was a machinist and then he was in um, aluminum composite panels There's a big company called Sobotech yeah um, they're in Hamilton they do all the panels aluminum composite panels exterior siding 
on most of the dealerships in Canada in the early 2000s. Yeah. And he worked his way up through that and ended up going into a management position and then eventually outside and then leading crews on installations. Yeah. And then from there, he ended up um, actually opening up uh, his own little installation, uh, kind of just contracting company, mm -hmm. um, which I joined uh, when I was about like 19, something like that. And I started doing a bit more of the sales side, mm -hmm. trying, I'm like, hey, we can do this too. So we opened everything up and, you know, we had up to like, I think about 20, 22 employees at a, at yeah. a time, a 5,000 square foot shop, like everything was great. And mm -hmm. to me, I'm young, so I'm just seeing all these hundreds of thousand dollars going in and out. And I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. Meanwhile, like what you actually get at the end, yeah. you got to keep investing back in. So every time we get some money, I'm like, yeah, we got the yeah. money, but it's like, you got to buy a new CNC machine. How much is that? Well, 500K. All right, well, let's go buy that. Yeah, that's the funny thing about running a business. I mean, yeah, you see some big numbers come in, but it's yeah. the, the cost of running the business ends up eating up a lot of that. And then you end up at the end, you know, I mean, every industry is different, but you know, some industries, 10%, you're doing amazing. Yeah. And uh, something like grocery, I think their margins are like 3% or something yeah. on sales. Yeah. Uh, so were you guys in like that kind of a ballpark, like 10% at the end we, of the day? We, we were at about uh, like 15 to 20. 15 to 20? So you're doing 20. better than a lot of industries. 15 to 20. 15 to 20, yeah. was, it was good um, because there was a big lack of people that knew how to do that work. And then this works was the aluminum composite panel aluminum side, composite, yeah. Because of the yeah. the sheer mass of it, like think about it, you have to make something level across like an entire building. Yeah. And the way that so this is what they use for those buildings in Toronto and stuff. Yes, yeah, exactly. Okay. I was on on a swing stage one time of that, and and it was uh it was my second day on the job. It was hilarious. My dad's like, yeah, you got to go into Zoom Boom. You got to get the stuff off this floor. You got to come back. Then we're gonna go into swing stage. And I'm like, okay, this is a normal day. Yeah. So I go on this 125 foot Zoom Boom. I open it up all the way to like the 11th floor. Pick some stuff up go back down. He's like, how was that? I'm like, that was good. Yeah, I'm a little bit scary, but it's okay. He's like, why is it scary? I'm like, well, the machine, when you go down, it doesn't like self-level. So as I started going down, the whole thing started like going back. Tipping? <laughs> Tipping. So I'm like, this is this. So I got to like manually go yeah. down, then drop the arm. Yeah. Go down, drop the arm. He's like, great, we're going to go on the swing stage. What's on the swing stage? And you're like on like the 18th floor now because those booms only go to the 11th. Yeah. You're like hanging there and I'm just like. So it's like a crane or something? It's like a crane. Yeah. You got, yeah. well, you got the swing stage, like how they clean the windows. You're just using it oh, to install. Oh, okay. Stuff. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But as All we're right. installing, you push against the building, the swing stage moves back. Right. Yeah. So now I'm just looking at the ground and yeah. I'm like, and I'm just thinking, I'm like, this is normal. This is what they do. I can't, I can't be scared right now. I, I, I got to man up. I got to yeah. do that. So then after, like, everybody starts laughing. Like, How was your first day? And I was like, oh, it was great. It was fine. It was no problem. They're like, really? I'm like, yeah, yeah, it was no problem. They're like, well, you should know. We never really do this. This is just once in a while you get a massive building like this. Yeah. Most of them are like eight floors. I'm like, oh, my God, are you kidding me? Yeah. Then I kind of let it out. That's funny. Yeah. So, you like, you've kind of had that uh, that drive maybe ingrained in you from your, yeah. your dad, you think? Yeah, from my, from my dad, from my grandpa. Um, yeah. my, my grandpa's story is crazy. I mean, he his... He was like three uh, three weeks before he was born, um, the Nazis came into our village, took mm -hmm. everybody there that was a man and burned them in our church. Really? Yeah. So my grandpa ended up actually uh, without a father and a grandfather or any men in our family before he was even born. Wow. So when he was growing up, like by eight to 12, like he was already working. He was like a grown man working, providing for the family. And then at uh, 14, he got into this uh, mechanic program in Bosnia and they just sent them there. And from there, he got into working on buses and then eventually tanks. And then from there, there was a special program for people that were really, really um, affluent and good at what they did in Germany. And he was one of the ones that was chosen to go to Germany. 
and then he worked in Munich on buses, and then he got to driving buses, then he got to driving cross countries. And the thing in Europe back in those days that was very, very lucrative was you would get all your passengers to essentially say that they bought all the things that your friends would bring to the bus. So let's say you go to like Czechoslovakia back in the day, mm -hmm. you get a whole bunch of TVs, cigarettes, booze, whatever it was, and you would give each of these passengers basically a free ticket. They just got to say that this is there. So they Oh, hold. yeah. So you're just trying to import goods. So you're importing. Because you have limitations on how much you can bring. That's right. Yeah. But now you go somewhere like, yeah. like France yeah. or, or Germany or England or any of those, and you're selling this stuff for nine times the price. Ah, so that's entrepreneurial. So that was <laughs> entrepreneurial in, in, that, in yeah. that time. A little bit illegal, I guess, but you know everybody did it. So it was just a little bit of borderline. That's just a technicality. Technicality, right? Yeah, I like it. Okay, so yeah, I wanted to ask you about that just to kind yeah. of get an idea because um, very few people just, I don't know, move like that in terms of like speed. And I just, you know, I knew I was in Florida. I gave you a call and we were just yeah. talking for like an hour about what you were doing in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. I think it was you were. Yeah. And you were doing subject to acquisitions. Yeah. And you'd rolled out a, a program to do that. So anyone who doesn't know subject to is, is basically creative financing terms. And yeah. that in that specific case, you're trying to get somebody to sell you the house, but they keep the mortgage in their name. That's right. And did you end up pulling one of those off? So right now we're in talks with two of them. Yeah. Um, and, and we had to take a little bit step back to refocus on what what came as news to me on the E2 side, because yeah. speaking to, I, I talked to like five of these lawyers and mm -hmm. each time I'm getting like a little bit of a difference and opinion on what I can and can't do. And initially I thought, well, you know what, let me just buy a simple business. So I was in the process yeah. of about to buy an HVAC company because that's what I know best. That's what I can run easily. And if yeah. I can get that locked down, then no problem. Let's that go. should be no issue. Yeah, should be no issue. But um, we had an issue with the actual sellers. So sellers were like, well, I don't know if we were good with this. I don't know if we're happy. Well, I don't know if we want to sell our finance now. We're like, okay, well, if we do SVA loan, I can't get my E2. Because if you get an SVA loan, you have to be 51% owner of the company. But to get the E2, you have to be 50% owner of the company. At least 50. At least 50. Yeah. So that 1% is what ruins that deal for me. So I'm telling them, well, guys, I can't make this work. If we well, get an SVA- you own 51? I can't get an SVA. And the American- What's an SVA? Uh, it's the loan that you would buy a business with in the States. Oh, okay. You just can't take, you have to have the minority ownership in it. You have to have the minority. Well, the American that's applying for it. Oh, okay. So the American to... needs to be the majority owner. Yes. So that, that was your conflict. Yeah, yeah. My issue, I was looking at a bunch of, of businesses down there when I was there uh, because I was looking at getting the E2 visa so I could stay down there. And- uh, one, the realtors were not motivated to, to move these businesses. Two, a lot of the businesses I felt were overvalued, yeah. way overvalued for what they were. Um, you know, a lot of them, it was like, it's like the manpower that the people who are running them that were like all the value. Yeah. And then they still want a couple hundred G's for this business. Exactly. So it was uh, not as easy uh, done because the the immigration lawyers will all tell you, just go buy a business. Don't try and do it around real estate because real estate's really hard to work. That's right. Uh, but then you go look for these businesses and it's not like it's just that simple. Probably yeah. easier buying one. Funny enough, randomly encountered this uh, German guy who got yeah. his E2 yeah. in Florida while we were down there. Carmen bought his trailer, lawnmowers, truck, like the whole landscaping business that yeah. he did his E2 based on. Okay. So he got approved. Right. And then immediately just sold everything that he bought for the approval. Wow. Which is like a huge no-no. You're not supposed to do it. And he was just like, oh, it's no problem at all. 10-year approval with no reviews. Are you That's what he said. <laughs> but I don't think Canadians can get that. For some reason, they, they did that for him being German. But I don't think Canadians can get that. 
yeah anyway so who knows maybe it's maybe they're a little harder on canadians um but uh, i think that it's more like a canadian if they want to do that they want to move down there it's more like a five year maybe only a two year that's what they said so they said yeah. you have it for five you can stay for two you got to cross after the two do you have to cross after the two cross after the two and then after the five you can just refresh it which is no oh, big deal okay. they're not going to give you any issues with that you, just so you have to leave it. at least once within the two years yeah yeah, yeah but exactly. it could just be for a day it could be for a day okay so interesting i thought it was the full five you stay for five and you're good i thought so too yeah but they're like no no you get the two yeah and then you get the two and then you get like they're separate one yeah. is rotating on a two-year but for five years you have this permission yeah permission to cross the border yeah. and i'm sure there's some people here who've like thought about it and like there's a lot of mysticism around going cross border yeah. and what's entailed and how reasonable is it to do that and uh it doesn't seem like it's that hard. I actually know a guy uh, who's not even down there. He just, as a just in case, yeah. uh, threw in the application, got it approved. He's not even doing the industry that that yeah. he uh, applied that he, for anymore. Yeah. yeah, but he's got the approval because he had American clients already, and he's just yeah. like, "Well, I have clients down there. I, you know, a physical presence would allow me to build that build that business more." Oh, okay, yeah, yeah approved, hundred percent. You just had to wait for the interview and did yeah. it at the Toronto uh, Embassy, I guess, and got it that that's where my conflict with deciding yeah. what to go with was because mm -hmm. all the lawyers are saying different things and like you just said like we just had like three different stories of different people saying different things yeah and it's like well what's the actual truth so now that i started looking at um our business yeah uh the way that we function we have four uh partners so we have me who is out in private money raising um on the lending side on on the creation the vision this what is in the doing? u.s your, in the your US. u.s based business so you're a 25 percent owner of the business yes and yeah. I think they want you to be a, at they least 50, be, right? That's right. Yeah, so that hurts yeah. you. Yeah. What about if you know you actually have to own, own that business wholly, right? You have right? to own that business wholly. Oh, yeah. So as far as what we do on our side to to kind of justify that, um, essentially when when I got approached uh, to join the, the short-term rental side of the business, um, it was another funny uh, kind of experience just like that because Chance approached me for the wholesaling and then my partners Matt and Lori also approached me for the short-term rental side because we were at Brady McDonald's mastermind over there. Yeah. That's where we met, hit it off, started talking about stuff. You met Chance there as well? Uh, no, Chance was, uh, yeah. he's in he's in uh, Vancouver. Okay. Um, so the funny thing is we've been doing business for a year. I've never met him. <laughs> it's a year at this point? At this okay. point, yeah. So um, so we're hanging out um, and we we went with a couple that does like 100 flips a year. Um, um, Teresa and, and uh, I believe it was Teresa and Mark Anderson, yeah. Um, they're part of the seven figure flipping uh, down in the yeah. States. And uh, we're like, wow, you guys do hundred flips, all volume, let's go. And it's a family business. And mm -hmm. like their 18 year old daughter is like educating us on like what, you know, crown molding she's gonna do <laughs> and not, and what she's gonna leave and take out and yeah. the ROI on doing the windows or not doing the windows. And I'm like, oh my yeah. God, this is amazing. You, you guys are whole family unit, just killing it down here. But then we looked at the margins. We're like, man, like, yeah, you guys are killing it. But at the same time, like, I don't know if this is what what we would really want to get into. Um, the margins in Cape Coral for flips were, were if you're doing it at a dollar, well, great. But uh, they're a little bit tight. Yeah, it's not it's not monstrous. Like even my new builds, like there's there's money there. But as like the values change and the cost of construction changes, it's it's a bit of a moving target. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I think the low-hanging fruit, like the easy flips, plus because of the price point, so many people flock to that yeah. for the flips. Yeah. And if you're going to do the high-end, well, I mean, there's potentially less buyers for the high-end stuff. That's what I'm seeing. That, yeah. That's what we saw. And then we started exploring the, the short-term rental side because everybody was all saying, well, Airbnbs. And, and we're just thinking, oh, my God, Florida. Yeah, it's all great. But mm -hmm. then we started to see, you know, our, our current uh, just rental arbitrage 
just did forty thousand dollars not even in, in in three months whereas yeah and and where are you basing that out of like what what cities so pompano pompano beach a uh, lauderdale by the sea and fort lauderdale okay that's where we so all east coast yeah okay so and these are just people you've approached they're renting out their places to you are these full houses or yeah. apartments full houses why not go for apartments i hear people doing that and it's just just absolutely crushing um so so here here's the way that we approach um our kind of underwriting process and the way that we've decided on this area um a lot of people talk about saturation right oh my god there's so many airbnbs here like tampa for example go on google go google what's the best place you're going to see tampa's going to come up but then when you realize that tampa has like six thousand rentals for their population and all of like gta has like mm -hmm. almost eight thousand like that's way more than there really needs to be for that whole area so they're, they're saturated they're for... saturated drives price down now yeah. here's so what are you looking for act you're looking at the active rentals number against the population of that city so, so th that is a factor but the other factor is uh what is it saturated with is it saturated with the two bedroom condos and the three bedroom yeah. houses where are the four and five bedroom houses yeah that's where we found our little niche so you're looking for a percentage so, so we, if you yeah. just narrow it down to just like you go on airbnb.com mm -hmm. look at three and four bed units yeah and you compare that to the population do you have a set ratio that you're looking for or a percentage we, so so there's no percentage because the the mm -hmm. difference was astronomical like for example like in our area uh the three bedroom houses are making fifty thousand dollars less than four and five bedroom houses so you're looking for four and five then so we went for four and five that's okay. all we want that's okay. all we want and then when we and you were talking about the seller financing these are the exact type of people that are going to be in that situation. Like our owner right now um, got his place for 600,000. It's now worth 1.3 million. Mm -hmm. He has a lot of equity in there. There's a lot of negotiation. There's a lot of conversation that we can have over the next one year of our rental term with him, uh, exposing the issues and flaws with his property. And why do you want to take care of this? Ah, yes. So so you have a you have a year to work out on negotiation strategy. We have strategy. a year to work it out. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and now that I'm looking at, you know, it all ties in with the E2 because the co-hosting side, what I really truly love about the co-hosting side compared to, let's say, wholesaling is that um, they're both really quick money. They're like fast money, in my opinion. Yeah. Wholesaling is fast money. Co-hosting is fast money. You sign yeah. somebody up, you do the job. At the end of the month, whatever you're able to generate them, you get 20% of that. When you say co-host, that means you're yeah. going to let them stage it under your direction? No. So co-host would essentially be you, Andrew Hines, have a property right down the street. You come to me and Nemo and you're like, hey, man, I want this to be an Airbnb. No yeah. problem. We'll go make that happen. Yeah. So you're sort of taking on the role of a manager. Yes, exactly. But you're just taking a piece of it. We take it. We take 20% if we're doing well that everything. basically is management then yeah so 100%. you're just you're doing a management co-hosting okay yeah we do 10 percent if it's just the online stuff yeah and the the dynamic pricing and optimization mm -hmm. of it because uh i mean i was just listening to the podcast is amazing and, and i got so excited for it um it was bill faith and he was saying that 38 percent um of all of his rentals mm -hmm. are self-generated i'm like 38 percent. i'm like well we're getting like 80 percent occupancy right now so if we add 38 percent, that's over 100 so that means that to level off at 90, 95% occupancy, all I got to do is raise the prices at that point. Now you're like supercharging mm -hmm. your listing. It's super fun. You get super yeah. excited. Explain explain that context again. So he's he's generating his own leads, is he's yeah. saying? Yeah, exactly. So How so? So you have Instagram, you have Facebook, yeah. you have all the social media portals. So he's portals, just driving a lot of traffic to his own stuff. Traffic to we do that too, actually, on yeah. our camp. We actually, it's our single largest source is our website now. 100%, right? Direct bookings. Yeah. 
which we never expected. We don't even know where they're coming from. <laughs> it's crazy. We got to figure that out. <laughs> you should. That's amazing. <laughs> I think it comes from a lot of me talking about it. Oh, People yeah. who already know the four of us partners and they just like, they trust us. So they just book through the website. Yeah. And then I think yeah. because we're so easily searched, Grotto Getaway, People just yeah. search it. They find our website. They just book. It's there. Yeah, it's 100%. there. And they can see we're super hosts and stuff. We're not messing around. Yeah. So, yeah, I think there's a number of reasons. You have a very unique product, too, that I yeah. think that in even in passive conversations, there's a lot of that. Oh, you know Andrew Hines? Oh, he's got the glamping stuff. Oh, you know, yeah. like even I, I was at the mastermind. They're like, talking about glamping. I'm like, oh, well, yeah, yeah. guy. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. We're on a WhatsApp <laughs> chat with Chris, Chris yeah. Rude, but I mean, that never went anywhere. They they never followed up. But yeah, he was thinking about doing something similar. Yeah. I, you know, I, and I do see people sort of, you know, not that we created it because we didn't, but there are yeah. people out there copying us. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good I guess model. it's a compliment. Uh, I don't know. In our geographic location, it's not like you, I mean, I guess somebody next door could do it, but, you know, there's so many things that you look at what is a competitive advantage. Yeah. And it's a combination of your real estate, your views, because anybody can go buy a canvas tent and throw a bed in it. 100%, man. Yeah, you could do 100%. it in your backyard if you wanted. I mean, yeah. bylaw would be up on you. Yeah, but uh, I, I think that's a huge thing of like, yeah. like this, the speed at which we do stuff um, in our company. And it, it may not look super speedy as far as getting a whole bunch of deals on the contract and figuring it out later. But I think the work that we did is very like typically Canadian and very safe. Like we figured out literally everything. And then when we shoot, it's like a sniper. Yeah. We're not just like shotgunning around. Yeah. It's really sniping it. And everything that we've done so far ends up being exactly like that. So you have four people who are running this operation. Yeah. You said you're raising money. Yeah. So I'm on the money raising side, the general vision, and I kind of fill in wherever I need to. So I run around, fill in wherever I'm needed. And also it allows me to go to masterminds to go figure out what is everybody else doing? How do we partner with yeah, people? Yeah, best practices. Best practices, everything. Because like you used to be doing wholesaling, which I presumably was your full-time income. Yeah. Yeah, and wholesaling and the HVAC stuff yeah. was coming in you know, at the same yeah. time. So now you're purely on, this is your income source plus what you have saved. So you're kind of building this. And yeah, exactly. This plus the wholesaling is still active. The wholesaling here. Wholesaling is still active. So the yeah. funny thing is that we did there was, um, you know, I started to realize in the States compared to Canada, the biggest difference is that everybody partners, everybody collaborates. Um, and, and everybody through doing such, uh, such a fast pace in business, they're able to actually um, develop so many skills during that time. Oh, yeah. That they just become so valuable that if they have like 15, 25, 35% of random businesses, yeah. Yeah. everybody else still wants them. You're a strategic partner, right? You're like that's a very partner. common thing, especially the banks want 100%. that down there. They want you to have that strategic, like super capable partner, exactly. uh, preferably somebody who can guarantee the loans and stuff. But that's right. Yeah, you become a commodity and that's very common in the States. They want that. Yeah. They want to see that in big development deals and stuff. Uh, but I look at it as like all these people out there, you know, you pay for coaching and coaching is super valuable. Don't get me wrong. But if you can work with people who are crushing and you bring something to the table and they bring something to the table, now you have an opportunity to basically be coached by them. You learn from them, they learn from you and everybody gets better. 100%. Yeah. And that's, I look at doing the camp like very much like that. We've got four of us and we're all extremely capable, all active partners, yeah. active in real estate in different ways. Yeah. And uh, it's just such a compliment. Yeah. You know, it works really, works really well. 100%. That's how we built our, 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 I call it a conveyor belt. And now it's turning into a locomotive, but I call it a conveyor belt because essentially it's like, um, okay, what are we doing? We look at it. Where are we missing? How are people doing this? Who else is doing this? And then we yeah. have a meeting. And then I say, hey, this is what the best people in this are doing right now. Yeah. And then my team will kind of go research what's happening, who's doing what. Once we figure out what strategy we like, what area we like, what what mm -hmm. neighborhood we even like, 
where do we want to stay yeah we go and look just for there so chance my yeah. partner he's on the acquisition side so we'll pull lists specifically for that and we'll use the wholesaling strategies yeah. to just market yeah. that as much as we can and now he's pulling lists for wholesaling yeah so he's helping you run that business exactly is that in canada or only us that's only us okay so now you're out of canada basically. i'm out of canada yeah, yeah, yeah i only have like one more flip here to finish and uh um another like side project and i don't, I don't think i really i mean if if, it's, if something comes up sure why yeah. not we all say that but as far as a focus yeah i don't i don't want to be here i don't want to be responsible for being here i don't want anybody to call me for problems here it's just <laughs> um you know it really left kind of a bad taste in my mouth yeah. after seeing um not only the way that like the pandemic and everything kind of transpired yeah. but also the way that what everyone else is doing in the states and mm. and and how little effort they put in and what they get for it yeah compared to here it was just well why are we why are we doing hard mode you know i would say okay yes and i i do agree with you to an extent i i think that there are still opportunities here and yeah. and, and i've kind of had the similar mentality it's not my focus right now but for instance we just bought another resort and that wasn't really intended, but it came up and I'm like, well, this is a pretty good deal. I guess yeah. we'll take this. Um, so I'm, I'm always of the opinion, if there's a great deal, I'm gonna, sure. you know, I'm, I'm open to it. Um, but I agree with you in that in the States, like that's where I've chosen to grow too. And I think that I'm not afraid of that border. I've already worked that out. And uh, it's just mysticism, right? You can demystify all that. Um, there's the right team. There's people out there that can help you do that. So the one thing i would say though is in canada people are open to giving up way more of a deal uh or sorry um taking way less of a deal as a money partner yeah. in the states the, the expectation seems to be much harder uh much higher they they want a bigger piece you'll find these money partners out there but they want to they want the lion's share of the deal and the working partners get a bit less the other you know part of that is you can do much bigger deals so what do you yeah. care you're you know you're getting a piece of a massive deal yeah. and if you get enough of those pieces it works out very well for you yeah um, so the, the hybrid is our friend, Nick, I think, you know, Nick, Nick right? Yeah, Nick Vendor, yeah. <laughs> Raises money in Canada, you know, yeah. gives 70% to himself on, on his owner's side. Yeah. And then, uh, the investors get 30%, uh, in the States, he wouldn't have had the, that yeah. same ability to do that. No. I mean, he could have done it with unsophisticated investors, but it wouldn't have worked as easily as it did for him doing it in Canada. Yeah. Yeah. It, so there's, there's different, there's differences on both sides. Like 100%. some people, Canada might make way more sense for them just the way they run their business. Yeah. But uh, I could see for you, like you just, America seems to be your playground. Dude, I was, yeah. I was, I was in one, one big, um, one big thing that kind of sat with me, you know, I hang out with, 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 with people and, and sometimes we get into a chat and you hear the most, like, like you just, you just get a nugget sometimes. Yeah. And you know, I, I've, I've always, um, loved hanging out with Luke Boyron. Yeah. And he was in Clearwater at the same time as I was. And, uh, we met up, we went for a coffee and we had yeah. some breakfast and we're just hanging out and I was. You know, I was super excited about the states, mm -hmm. and, and he's already a really established investor here. So I love I love his opinion on things because it, it mm -hmm. you know it puts this like bigger lens in in a way on the things that I, that I'm kind of thinking about and doing. And I was looking at the um, the wholesaling side, right? And I'm like, dude, like this is easier. This is easier. Free information. None of this. Da 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 da. da pull mm -hmm. this. Da. He's like, you know what, man? You're absolutely right. All that is true. And uh, if I didn't have the competitive advantage that I have in Canada. Yeah, I probably would be doing it in the state. Yeah, he's so established here. But because I'm so established, yeah, I go there. I'm starting at level one again. Like, why? Would yeah, I do why that? do that? Not that he could. He he yeah, definitely could. Um, and you know, a lot of us, you know, even if you're you're set up in investing in one area, yeah. you have the same mentality. You're like, hey, I I'm already set up here. I don't need to go anywhere else. Up, yeah. yeah, there's tons of people where that's going to make more sense for them here. Yep. Um, and 
it's just yeah like if you look at a playground where can i go get that you know 20 grand a month cash flow and you're gonna you're gonna work real hard from scratch to do that here in ontario yeah even even five years ago that was a lot easier than it is now yeah not to say it can't be done it can if this is where you want to do it there is a way to figure that out or you can open up your you know your geography in terms of where you're willing to go yeah 100 yeah um i wanted to go through sort of a basic deal for you. I don't know. You want to cover like a recent one? Yeah, yeah. So um, I'll, uh, I looked at the numbers. I know you like your numbers, so you got to at least deal a little numbers. Everybody <laughs> little thinks of numbers. me. I'm yeah. known as the numbers guy. I don't really think of myself that way, but I am known that way. I think you're, you're a little infamous for that. Everybody yeah. gets their notepads ready for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, I think I think that one of my favorite ones that I want to talk about was the actually the, the rental arbitrage. Yeah, rental arbitrage. Rental okay. arbitrage. Yeah. Yeah. So, so tell me about it. Like, what what house was it? Like, yeah. what was it like? Um. So, so the house is uh, four bedroom, three bathroom. Okay. It's five minutes away from the beach. And this is like East Coast, Florida. Lauderdale by the sea. Lauderdale. Okay. And Lauderdale by the sea is this tiny little community that's like ninety eight percent fully developed. They have their own county. They have their own yeah. police station. Their own fire hall. Their own everything. Yeah. But it's so small, it's like literally like the smallest little neighborhood. You would call it a neighborhood, really, rather than anything else. So on Airbnb, how do you get people there? Are people looking for Lauderdale by the Sea? So Fort Lauderdale, Pompano Beach, Lauderdale by the Sea, it's kind of like Stony Creek and Hamilton. Okay, so the- You say Hamilton, people know yeah, where it is. Yeah, they'll find it, yeah. If you're from here, you know what Stony yeah. Creek is. But you put Hamilton, it'll come up. So same thing with that. But the Lauderdale by the Sea is this tiny little pocket that when we were looking at it, we, we looked at everything throughout the whole thing. So we just pulled a big list of Fort Lauderdale. And we're looking at it and then we're starting to see uh, there's a lot of Airbnbs that are existing and there's takeovers happening. There's a lot of people losing their licenses. There's cameras in the backyard pointed at the pool. So we thought that was very intrusive and weird. And uh, we're wondering why that is. And the more we started to research, the more we saw, well, think about it. If me and you want to throw a party, we're not going to go down by Burlington Harbor and pay a thousand bucks a night. Mm -hmm. We're probably going to go somewhere, you know, on on that side of the QEW and just rent the coolest looking thing for the least amount of money yeah. and have a party trash and leave. But, <laughs> you know, to me and you, going to look at the Burlington Harbor is not some special thing. It's an everyday occurrence right? because we live here. But if you're coming from somewhere, your family, and you really want to go see uh, Burlington Harbor, you're going to go at the most expensive safest easiest access yeah. place so when we found this place it was five minutes from the beach we knew it was going to keep the riffraff out and even because it was more expensive it's it not a partier's location not a partier's location because yeah. you know our, our adr is average daily rate is 680 dollars 680 okay so and that's plus plus like plus your right. cleaning fee yeah. and plus the airbnb fee all that yeah okay plus everything so the coolest thing is you you come into a place that has a, a little uh gate so you would kind of say gated community Okay. There's no code, there's no passwords, nothing, but it keeps the riffraff out. It's just a gate. Just you a just gate. drive up you and drive it opens. Up, it opens. Does it have the oh. scanner on the, the barcode scanner? No, no. No? It just looks like it's gated. It just looks, yeah. yeah. But okay. it works. And like yeah. I talked to all the neighbors. It is oh, an HOA? There's no HOA. No HOA. No HOA. So who pays for those gates to run? So, the, oh, sorry. There is an HOA, that one. There is an HOA, yeah. that one. Yep, yep. That, okay. one, that one does have an HOA. All right. But we don't cover that. That's with the landlord. Oh, the landlord does it. Okay. Yeah. And, and, they're okay with Airbnb, the HOAs? Uh, yes. Okay. Because yes. a lot of HOAs, especially in Naples, is my, you know, my familiarity. They're like all no to Airbnb. Yeah, I heard you guys have like one little pocket that you can kind of... Yeah, leave. Naples Park. Yeah. yeah. And then everything else is like... The, Nil, yeah. yeah. You're, not, you're not supposed to. Well, there's a couple other, there's a couple other small pockets yeah. that allow it, but yeah. the, the notorious one is uh, is Naples Park. Yeah. 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 We, we, uh, we considered that after uh, Cape Coral. We just started going down. Yeah, and then um, that was the same thing we ran into. We're like, well, can we really scale here? 
Yeah. Well, I mean, you can you, know. you can keep buying up stuff in Naples Park, but yeah, you got a lot of competition. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I looked at uh, Cape Coral for Airbnb, and I it, I definitely think it works there. It's just is that the best place to do it? And we you know we talked about yeah. it, and you're like, yeah, East Coast. I talked to an Airbnb analytics guy. Same idea. Like, yes, mm -hmm. you could make it work there, but you'd yeah. be smashing it out of the park to do what your goal is. Yeah. Versus you can go to another place and smash it out of the park just as an average deal or a, a slightly above average deal. Exactly. Uh, I'd rather play in that above average range mm -hmm. and, and be crushing. Yeah. So I'd look for the place that does that. So hopefully you'll tell me about that place. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, it seriously is. That, 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 that's what we looked at. What's happening in, in, in Florida? You know, what is happening over there? There's a big migration. A lot of people coming in. And I'm just, you know, I'm just looking at it like, okay, Toronto people moved to Hamilton. Hamilton guys went to Niagara. That's yeah. the same thing happening over there. Miami, you know, South Beach, all of that. They're being pushed out. They're going to Sunny Beach Isles. They're going to the northern Miami parts. Those guys are now going into like south, south, uh, eastern, like Hollywood, which is a very nice area. Mm -hmm. um, and then you kind of skip Hollywood, and then you go into like Fort Lauderdale. Then you got like Las Olas, mm -hmm. like all these nice little places again. And then you hop over to Pompano, and Pompano is going to be like your, um, like maybe like Mississauga, right? Like Mississauga okay. is nice, but no one's going to go right home to their parents about, oh my god, this is the best place. Yeah, it's nice, but that's all it is. Just nice, right? So with what they're building in Pompano, what they're building in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, uh, there's a massive development plan for the next five, ten years. So I went into the yeah. uh, city halls there, and I was looking at the massive buildings that okay. they're actually coming in. It was a funny story. Like they were, they were so delayed. I guess they were waiting for me. That's what I like to think. They, they were waiting for you. They were just sure. waiting for me to be ready to start investing there. But yeah. um, they had a tree, and there was like this like ten year battle about the tree, okay. whether they're going to move it or not, what they're going to do. And then finally, they found yeah. out that this tree is going to die eventually in this spot anyway because they okay. have to like heal it and heal the roots or something. So that was the cause for, well, if we're going to take it out anyway, we might as well move it. Let's move on with the project. That got passed. So now they're moving forward with this like 800 unit, like massive super building. And this is in Pompano? Pompano Beach. Okay. This is in Pompano Beach. So so, so geographically, I'm just looking at this. Like mm -hmm. what is that from Miami, like South Beach? Uh, if you were to go from Miami, South Beach, it's probably an hour. An hour. Okay. Probably an hour. Yeah. In it's traffic? Yeah, well, you know, it, that's all there is. So that, that's all there is. <laughs> there's no, there's no, there no is no, no traffic. Yeah. That's why I like the the uh, the other side, the golf side. Yeah, it's just quieter. Yeah, Cape yeah. Coral, like you, you go anywhere at any time, and you will get there in exactly what the GPS says. Yeah, the same, the same timing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, so you're doing this deal in Pompano Beach, and uh, you've got a four bed, three bath. Yeah. How many square feet is it? So this is about twenty six seventy one square feet. Twenty six seventy one, and what are you renting it for? So we're renting it for uh, between 400 and 700 and then up to thousands on the weekend. Oh, what are we renting? No, no, for? what do you pay? We pay 7,700. 7,700 a 7, month? 7,700 a month, yeah. Okay, across the year, that's gonna cost you, let's just see here. It's not cheap, oh. but I mean, yeah, so you're paying 92.4. Yeah. Uh, average daily rate for you is 590 or six, 650. 650? 680 should 680. be our ADR across the year. 680, okay. Yeah. So cleaning fee on top, all the other stuff on top. Yep. So what occupancy do you think you'll get for that? So so right now, um, we just did 40%, we just cleared 40,000. And we started March, uh, we started in March, got it set up by probably like end of March. And then we started our bookings April. So April, so May, April, May, June. 60 days, so 90 days to take us to the end of June. We're almost to the end of June. So you're like so 85 days. Yeah. So you did 40,000. So let's see. 40,000 yeah. over 85 days. You're doing, uh, well, sorry, that I did that wrong. 
I'm going to do it 4,000 divided by your average nightly rate. So you're 680. Yeah. All right. So that's about 58 days out of 85. So let, what's that work out to? So about 69% occupancy. Yeah. You think you'll stay that that way across the year? Uh, no. So this is actually our slowest time. So you're gonna your occupancy your occupancy will go up. So what do you think? Seventy five percent occupancy. I'm thinking the way that that we're planning on it and what we're we're planning to do for the actual um, mm -hmm. uh, just 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 generating like like you have with the grotto experience and mm -hmm. everything. Um, I think we can get that to to the eighty ninety percent very easily. Okay. I think if we did nothing, we would get we would probably yeah. get eighty. And we'll play with that a little we'll probably bit. Get eighty. We'll play with that. So yeah. so let's just say uh, hypothetically we're gonna. We're going to do the 680 a night mm -hmm. uh, times uh, 365. Our projections days. say 145,000 per year. That should 100, be 145? 145. Okay. Yeah. 145 a year. Yep. Okay. So and that's like, that's, like, that's, that's going to factor yeah. in all of your, uh, your vacancy, all of your, your slow times. Um, okay. Cause yeah, if you performed like you did in that first bit mm -hmm. at, at 75% occupancy, that would actually work out to be about. Uh, 186. That's what air. Like okay. if you go on air DNA, if you go on, yeah. um, you know those, you're gonna you're gonna see that is that kind case. of number. But the way that we're running, we're like yeah. as is. If this is just the way, you know, yeah. super safe, conservative. 145 yeah. is what we know we'll get 100 like with our eyes closed. Okay, so that's a super conservative that's super approach. Conservative number. Yeah, yeah. So based on uh, like that's like 41 percent vacancy. Uh, on, on these numbers, right? I, I know, obviously, yeah. you've probably looked at a little differently, but let's just leave it at that. So about 145 yeah. um, there. Let's just leave it there. Uh, okay, what are... So no taxes, nothing like that to pay. No. Um, you've got insurance that you're paying. Yeah, we, we do have arbitrary like a, insurance. A, a special commercial liability package. Yeah, uh, the company is... Um, something with a P, perfect, proper, proper insurance. Proper insurance. Proper. And what do you pay annually on that? Uh, I know on that we are paying, I believe that is 3,600 bucks. 3,600. 3,600 Well worth the investment, I'm sure. 100%. And then maintenance, are you guys taking care of some minor maintenance? So here's the thing. Here's the way that we offer this, right? So a part of our script, yeah. because we're sales guys, Chance, my partner, he's uh, he did, uh, he's an engineer, electrical engineer by trade. Then he got into like medical sales and me and mm. him hit it off right away. We're very quick sales guys. So now we're like, okay, let's set up a script. So when we set up our script, when we're calling, and that's when we and you were talking about the seller financing, mm -hmm. um, a part of our script goes into just multiple offers. So who are we talking to and what can we do for them? So on the rental arbitrage side, what we actually offer is, hey, we'll take care of $200 worth of maintenance every single month. But we'll also do property mm -hmm. management directly with you so you don't need to hire a property management yeah. company that's gonna do eight to 10%. We'll do that for yeah. free. You'll get automatic payments in your account. And we're not going to call you to unclog a toilet yeah. or change a light bulb or all these silly little things yeah. to take care of that ourselves. So that's kind of like our unique, you know. So you're basically one percent on this. Then you're yes. you're twenty you're twenty four hundred a, a year max. Yeah, yeah. So two hundred a month. That's it. If it if it happens. If it happens. Which it, I don't know. It, you're it, gonna have stuff. You're gonna have stuff. Like we had a. You have uh, a boots on the ground. Somebody that can run over there. And what do you pay them? Uh, so we have the neighbor across the street. Okay. Here's the thing. Everybody you made told some us, friends. <laughs> that's what they said. They yeah. said, "Don't tell anyone. Everyone's going to report you. Everybody hates the stuff." So we literally went to every single neighbor in our neighborhood, just door knocked them, like, "Hey, look, this is what we're going to do here." Um, and they're like, "Well, they used to run it as that, and I don't know if they did such a great job." Blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. And we looked at the numbers. They did eighty thousand in a they year, did? running it out of the same thing. So the owner yeah. had somebody running it. That's they already had run it and did eighty. So okay. they were not doing a very good job. Like we saw bad it, photos, bad photos, yeah. like smelly, like. Furniture, just gross. So we got rid of all of that. 
Um, so now we went to the neighbors, we talked to them, hey, this is what we're doing. And we just gave him like a little slide deck. We're like, hey, if you want, like I'll send you this. If not, here's what we do. And just verbalize, hey, this is what we do. Mm-hmm. We have a minute um, little noise detector. So if there's more than 75 decibels for longer than 10 minutes, it'll automatically trigger our uh, owner res, which is like our channel manager. And that'll automatically send the guest a message, say, hey, we have a 10 minute uh, minute. This is what it does. So we don't scare them. Like, well, how are you hearing this? But it basically says, hey, this is what's been happening here. This is how we know. Um, if you continue with this, we're going to assume that there's an issue there or a party. We're going to step in and do something about it. If it happens yeah. the second time, hey, we're going to call the police soon. So we explained this to them and everybody was super happy. So now our neighbor's like, oh, really? That's how it works? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they got into, well, this. there's a proper way to manage and then there's like a slumlord way to manage um, mm-hmm. short-term rentals too. And then allowing all of our neighbors to feel confident in our guests and give them all their personal numbers. Hey, give us a call. If there's any issue, let us know. And one of the neighbors across the street was like, yeah, if you guys ever need any help, let us know. Um, who's doing your uh, garbage? And we're like, um, I don't know. We didn't really think of that yet. And he's like, well, I'll do it for you. No problem. So we took care you of You just pay him a little bit? And now we started paying him a little bit. And yeah. then he's just super handy. He's like, yeah, whatever you need, I'll run over. So there's a couple of times that he's just been running over and we almost... No, nah, don't pay me. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about We're neighbors. It's all good. I'm like, no, man, we got to start paying you. No, nah, you got to start right? paying so you so, keep doing it. Yeah, that's that's a great a great point. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna walk the neighborhood near our new new resort. <laughs> Just start knocking on doors and yeah. meet some people. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we got on a tangent there. <laughs> we were talking about about your uh, your maintenance. Okay, so your boots on the ground. Um, so you've got max twenty four hundred a year with with just actual like plumber contractor or whatever you know miscellaneous you have to do what are you paying this guy per year you figure to run over uh you know what we probably uh between our cleaner who also does like most of our running uh yeah. running around oh your cleaner does it okay Cleaner does the running around in the yeah. stock and you know making yeah. sure we have everything so they do about 15 dollars per run and that's on top of this gross rent anyway so yeah. we'll just assume that that's sort of taken care of then so that's the the miscellaneous door opening or whatever the guy yeah. needs to do is, is taken care of 2400 will budget for maintenance yeah uh utilities are you paying everything we're paying everything yeah so you got water and electric basically water and electric yeah, yeah there's no gas there yeah. um okay so what are you per month there do you figure uh we're, we're at about 400 for electricity and i think it's it wasn't very. I think it was like only 180. Uh, last time I saw it, saw the water bill, it wasn't for a month. Yeah, it wasn't that much. I thought it would be. More yeah, more. so that works out to be almost seven grand a year. Does that sound right for all yeah. utilities? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and you've got the pool, and is there a spa there too, like a hot tub? So there's no hot tub. There's no spa. We have a pool in the back. Yeah. Um, and then uh, another expense is uh, we do have a pool heater. Pool heater. Oh yeah. Pool heater. That is. And is it an old one? It is an old one. That's why your electric's so high. Yeah. Because that did one. seem high to me. Yeah, it is an old one. Yeah, you can, maybe you can convince them to get one of the the heat pump ones. Yeah, so that's, yeah. that's you know, part of our process, I guess, is just showcasing the things that the, the, the place is missing until we eventually just yeah. sell it to us, you know? <laughs> um, so that's, yeah. that, that's kind of the goal, right? Just document very well the issues with the property, <laughs> what can be done yeah. to make it better, and then do you really yeah. want to go through with this? Okay, so I mean, you can live with that. You're still profitable. I, I wouldn't go, you know, bother. But you could obviously use that as, hey, like if you want to do this, that's costing you a lot of money. Um, any other expenses with this? Like consumables, I'm assuming are covered in your cleaning fee. Like yeah. that, that covers all that stuff. Yeah. So I just have like a $500 miscellaneous. Um, the guy taking out your garbage, that's covered in your cleaning fee. Um, landscaping, I guess that's the one uh, thing. Landscaping, two forty a month. Two forty, yeah. and that covers your pool too. Uh, pool is uh, one sixty a month. Two forty uh, times 
12 plus 160 times 12. Okay, so 4,800. I think there's some pro probably some room for you to save some money on that landscaping. Just, uh, maybe they just charge less in Cape Coral. You uh, can get I think they cheaper. charge less. This is about the yeah. standard. We, yeah. we had four quotes, and this was yeah. the guy that was already doing it. He was familiar with it. And mm -hmm. um, there was a issue with the uh, water sprinklers coming out. Yeah. And he was like, you know what? Don't worry, I'll fix that for yeah. you. Like, all right, man, just keep the keep the job. Keep the contract. It's all good. Nice. So he was a super cool guy. Okay, so what did you have as a total investment into this deal? Like for furniture? Uh, 50K. 50K? 50K US. Okay. Yeah. What And what did that cover? All the furniture. Um, we, did, we did do one very expensive thing uh, that we think is absolutely worth it. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, my partner's Matt and Lori. Uh, Matt is the kind of integration implementation genius of all the um, mm -hmm. technology and all that stuff. And then Lori's underwriting genius and design and putting everything together and mm -hmm. uh, looking at the areas. And that's kind of how we came across that property. Um, and then mm -hmm. that's what feeds our conveyor belt where Chance does all the cold calling for that. Um, so it comes from Lori. So Chance finds the leads, you guys Lori lock it up. Leads, oh, yeah. Chance closes on the leads. Okay. When it gets to a certain point yeah. that we got to go there, I'll go. Or we got to negotiate further, I'll negotiate further. Okay. I'll close the deal. So okay. that's kind of how our conveyor belt but works. Once mm -hmm. we get it, then Matt and Lori will go, okay, what do we need? How do we add this to our online stuff? And then how do we, what do we do with the offline stuff? So then Lori yeah. was looking at a lot of the stuff online and there's this really cool um, on Shutterstock where you kind of pick your own designs and then just get a wallpaper company to come and install whatever they print off. So that was kind of like a Hail Mary shot because it was hard to organize that in the time that we had when we were mm -hmm. staying there. But it worked out. So you had wallpaper put up. We had wallpaper put up, just accent walls, which was about sixty five hundred bucks. And the owner was okay with that. The owner was okay with that. You just said, "Hey, we're gonna make it a little nicer." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Owner's a bit absentee. You more deal with the realtor and the property manager there. Yeah, he owns two uh, franchise uh, restaurants there and has a bunch of other stuff. And this yeah, is, so this is an afterthought. Yeah, it doesn't care. Okay. Um, now that money though, so the 50K, uh, were you guys borrowing that or was that your own contribution? No, that, was, that was our own money. So yeah, we just own. figured, you know what, yeah. let's get proof of concept. I don't want to, you know, take somebody's money yeah. on, on a guess. Yeah. Um, so once we have that all set up, now we can say, hey, this is what our money is doing. Um, and you know what? The Our favorite thing about it is uh, we can start offering very small mm -hmm. investment opportunities uh, for whatever percentage makes sense for us and, yeah. and, and the investor for like 20, 30, 40, 50K. Because if we get right. something furnished first last month and security deposit, yeah. you can get away with 25K mm -hmm. and you're in. It makes it easier for us. We don't have to go all yeah. our money, but it gets somebody in. And and why we chose owner res over like Guesty and Hospitable. Who do you use? Guesty, Hospitable? Are you using? Logify. Which? Logify. Logify. Yeah, that that ties uh, like that Airbnb with Booking.com okay. and yeah, um, yeah. So that and that gives us our own booking platform, okay. which apparently is really uh, good in general. I haven't tried the other ones. So I, we did. So yeah. we went through all of them and we ended up landing on on Onerez. It's Onerez. It's the best. It has the least uh, breakups with the booking software everywhere else. We kept having. So issues. what platforms are you on? Um, so we're on Guesty. Uh, we're on Verbo, Booking, and Airbnb through that okay through that. and no issues with that you've you're no yeah your team's we, able to access it and communicate because yeah. we you know we're not like married to where we're at like if if they there's some things they're not doing for us that we may have to have a conversation with them because we're a lot of business to them right yeah. now like hey do you want us to take this somewhere else or are you going to kind of help us fill in the gaps yeah. here yeah. yeah yeah we had an issue with guesty because uh on paper it looks great but then mm -hmm. the actual implicate like it just keeps losing the connection 
Yeah. And then you don't know unless you check. So, so the API from the different platforms. Yeah. And right. you never want to have a double book because one of them didn't communicate. That's right. And that was one of the things we looked for when we ended up with where, what yeah. we have, you know, so knock uh, on wood owner res, yeah. no issues with that. And our favorite thing now that we could actually use is they have their own online portal for your investors. Mm -hmm. So if you own multiple properties with investors, or even if you do a simple thing like a rental arbitrage, yeah. you know, lend on this, mm -hmm. we can get that access to them where they can see the active PL throughout the months. Yeah. And then they get excited like, oh my God, why am I only getting, you know, 10% on this 25K when I can be part of the deal and I could be making the 180K it should be making, you know, right. split that. So you want to so show them that? You want to show so them funny. the numbers, right? Like, yeah, look at what we're making. You could be part of this. Let's yeah. go, right? It's, so, so just going over your, your numbers here, yeah. you know, kind of looking at your, uh, against your investment. So your annual, it looks like is about 35,000 profit on that. If you only yeah. hit the the conservative projection, like if yeah, you're, you're spot on. So if you're like 41% vacancy like this one, or maybe you're only 25% vacancy, you're, you're going to have a lot more uh, income. Yeah. And then you're going to be like a 75,000 a year, which is like 6,200 a month, um, on your investment. That's a cash on cash return of like 16%. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's all right. 100%. Um, I mean, of course, you want to maximize that and get that up. But eventually, you're going to get investors in there. They're going to put the money in, make the 10%. You guys make the difference. Yeah. Do you see... I mean, I guess the real challenge here is the 50000 down. I think a lot of people would try and minimize that a little bit more. Do you yeah. see a way to do that? I do. I do. And yeah. and um, so here's the thing. So here's the way that we're looking at that. Mm -hmm. So when we were talking about the way that we, we, we do our underwriting and we choose what mm -hmm. area to go in, um, the saturation of the of the type of of, of product that's available mm -hmm. for people to actually rent, if it's a two three bedroom compared mm -hmm. to a four five, the four five six seven bedroom homes that are millions of dollars are typically mm -hmm. going to come furnished. Yeah, so oh, you're going to go in, you're going to rent. Oh, okay, and then you and then you don't you have, have the cost. issue. That's right. Yeah, so you're going to keep trying to push those. Yeah. Are you seeing that? Like, are you getting leads for that kind of thing? Yeah. We, yeah. we have one under contract right now, fully furnished. The guy was super nice. He's like, and I'll get you a ping pong table and I'll get you a pool table and I'll get you. We're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, we already said yes. And he's just like, yeah, yeah. I'm going to do this. And I want to make sure you guys succeed because I don't want to deal with this ever again because he just wasn't happy yeah. with, with, with having to deal with it. He's from China and he just comes here like once. And, and I'm like, I get it, man. 24-hour flight. Yeah. yeah you don't want to. <laughs> what would you think about just taking 20% from, say, this guy? Mm -hmm. So... You know, say you could get him to do, well, I guess, what, what would 20% of the 145 be? So you'd be like 30. So you're making a bit more by by uh, not doing it that way. But then you would have none of the upfront costs. Because then you true. just say, hey, you I'm furnish gonna... it. We'll direct. Or, you know, give us the credit card. We'll, we'll set it all up, give you exactly. the receipts. And now your ROI is like just on your time in. 100%. I think that assuming you had the ability to do the volume of units and you didn't mind managing more that would probably be a better roi yeah now whether your time your return on time works out better that way ah, i guess that theoretically it should it should and i think i think the cool thing about that uh is that we're very well diversified within mm -hmm. our own uh little industry so on the co-hosting side that's a, that's a, that's a service-based business we're a property manager yeah. It doesn't matter what happens in the market or recession yeah. or world war or whatever. As long as somebody doesn't bomb our place, mm -hmm. we're going to be fine. We're still yeah. collecting. Now, on the other side with rental arbitrage, it allows us to uh, take a little bit more risk on, take a little bit more mm -hmm. uh, of the project on that maybe we don't have to in the co-hosting, but it yeah. also allows us to build out our newbie investors. 
Like we all got a couple of friends or cousins or someone that's got 20, mm -hmm. 30, 50K. What are they going to do with that money? Yeah. You can't buy anything here. Yeah. What are you going to buy with 50K in Burlington? But these people could be the money partners. They could on be the money partners. And are, you're just going to give them a, a flat return. You're right? going to give them a flat return. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and the nice thing about it is, look, this is our projection for when we're going to break even on this property with this mm -hmm. investment. After we break even, give or take a month or two, this is when you get your money back. So you're just going to pay them back at that point. You're just point. paying back at that point. And then that yeah. way, it's like, here's how we'll track it. Here's how you'll see. Here's how you'll be updated to know exactly yeah. when that's going to happen. Well, that's then, a lot of information you get. <laughs> <laughs> Normally, when I borrow that kind of money, it's just like, hey, yeah, when do you need it back? Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll touch base around then. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But our goal is like, we want to educate people yeah. on this as it's happening because we want to we want to promote them to a JV mm -hmm. partner. And from yeah. a JV partner, what, we've, what we're actively looking for right now is act, that's why I was in Phoenix with my cousin who's a general manager of a hotel. And he's mm -hmm. like, well, what's going on? So we yeah. had a meeting and, and, and I'm telling him, I'm like, dude, you're working for another company. You've been there for 13 years. You're killing it for them. Like, like your hotel is performing very well but you're working for them. And he's like, yeah. well, what do I do? I'm like, let's go get a boutique hotel. Yeah. So now everything kind of funnels so scale towards, it up, yeah. Scale, let's go get a boutique hotel. Let's replace your job there here. Whether you make yeah. more or less doesn't matter, but you're going to be a part owner. So let's get you here. And now once we get that, mm -hmm. there's there's plenty of us. So there's four partners. Let's get him. That's mm -hmm. what I'm saying. In the States, one of the biggest lessons is just get all the people you can. And yeah. just 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 stay focused on getting it done, and everybody will make money. Whereas yeah. here, you're looking at one deal, and you're you know analysis paralysis. Well, if I share my yeah, know, if I yeah. JV no, and do I a gotcha. flip, I'm gonna get half. It's man, there's so much abundance and money in the world. Just just go yeah. do stuff. Yeah, and I, I'm with you there. Do do the bigger stuff. That was, that was the reason we wanted to do like the camp and the resort. Yeah. We wanted scalability. We wanted stuff we could grow with. Yeah. And uh, obviously that's there, but the work comes with it too. It does. You really got to, because you're building a business. It's not yes. just real estate. It's a real estate based business. That's right. But it's still a business. Yeah. And uh, with all the uh, pros and cons of that. Yeah. Yeah. So three, three, one, uh, you have three locked up at this point. So uh, we have, uh, we have our second one locked up right now. Yeah. Um, there's another one that we're just in conversations with and the, the conversations and actually mm. exciting ex conversation because it's, are we going to sell our finance or are we going to rental arbitrage? Or if we do rental arbitrage, mm -hmm. well, uh, you got to give us some time up front because it's a very yeah. expensive property. Yeah. So it's about four million. So we're like, yeah, we're not going to give you thirty thousand dollars a month as rent for a rental arbitrage on something like that. Yeah. Doesn't make sense. But if if you want us to do a trial run for six months, yeah, and and it and ends up making sense, we can figure something out at the end of that six months. So if you do, how would you do a trial run with them? So we would just say, hey, let us come in. It's already furnished. Let us co-host it. Let us make you money on it. It'll cover mm -hmm. your costs. And we'll even do it super nice. We'll say, whatever your costs are, mm -hmm. let's agree that this is your cost. If it's 10, 20, whatever the cost is, we'll make that. And then anything past that, mm -hmm. we'll get 20% of, you'll get 80%. Oh, okay. So you're getting the yeah, lion's share sense. either way. Yeah. You're covered. And even if you want to sell it, you know, $4 million properties like that, like people that are touring that, they're not like, I got to see it today. They're mm -hmm. they're going to plan for it, yeah. set a date, we'll yeah. book it off, they can come see it. So you got some flex. So you're still going to allow real estate showings on it? Yeah, we'll allow yeah. it. Yeah, 100%. So what's your angle with him? So see if he likes it, if he's a fan of this, he might just keep it. You guys keep making the money. Just keep it, keep making the money. And what do you think side. What do you think you could make on that on a on a monthly? So that one would be about 350. 350, 350,000 for a year. Okay. And what would you end up paying him? So, well, as a co-host, you just give him—you just give, just give him eighty yeah. percent of it. Yeah. 
Okay, and he gives you 20. Yeah, which on 350K. That's all right, that's 70 grand for you. Yeah, and it's the same management. So that's why we're- Same like, area, you could same just- Same area, same people, same same contacts. So the neighbor from location one would, would help you out there too, you he think? He out there and yeah, our, he our likes you guys. very capable and yeah. she's actually super, you know, Hey, I hired more people. Hey, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm ready for more. Hey, like I'm, I'm, I'm building everything around you guys. Hey, because you know, at first they're like, oh, I don't know, and then I'm like, trust me, you're getting 250 multiple times a month, like clockwork. Yeah. Imagine if we have more. Just build yourself yeah. around us. Come up with us. I don't want to go get another person like you and train them to do yeah. what you do. You do that. That's yeah, you your train business. them. You make your money going. on that. And yeah. it, it really, she kind of got the vision. She was like yeah that makes sense why am i i don't need yeah. to do all these little like cleanings i could just focus on this yeah. yeah let's go and i'm like and hey there's maybe other people that yeah. you can expand to that do just what i do and you could sell them hey i worked this way for an airbnb guy i know how to do this boom go mm -hmm. so it, it was just like coaching them to to have the vision too yeah, yeah. it really helps <laughs> yeah you gotta do that apologize man my yeah. son my son really uh hurts my sleep a little bit yeah no i did it to myself a little bit too this weekend so it's not not his fault completely yeah. um tell me a little bit about the acquisition side yeah. i mean some of the tools you're using the fact that it's just way easier to get information down there yeah yeah 100 um so uh on the on the wholesaling side or acquisition side we have podio that's the kind of general crm project management it, it really is everything whatever you build it to be um that we're now looking at replacing with investor lift <clears throat> investor lift is built through carrot carrot is the platform for where our, all of our websites are and it's pretty nice anybody that's new what kind of started, websites real estate so real so, estate like yeah. for listings it's it's amazing so you literally go and put um like are you disposition are you personal brand or are you acquisition and there's like nine other options so I got the three. So you can set up a wholesaling website, list so, all your properties exactly, on it. Exactly. Okay. So you're doing so that. So we have three. So there's yeah. realestatenemo.com. Yeah. Realestatenemo.com is mine and just my brand. And then it's And just that's just there, for your wholesale properties? That's just for me as a oh, brand. Okay. And then it'll split off to Lux short-term stays where it's yeah. me, Chance, Matt, and Lori. Okay. And then from there, it'll go to our Nemo buys houses. So that's the brand for our wholesaling acquisition. Yeah. And then there's disposition, which is our deal swing properties. Okay. So that's where people could go and look at a portal, look at what, what properties we have available, or yeah. if you want to invest with us, if you want to partner with us, if you just want us to find you a deal in a certain area, we can. <clears throat> so it's a really good product that Carrot offers. Yeah. Um, and they have a really amazing team. So if you're not <coughs> techie at all, but yeah. you're an investor, you're a wholesaler, I would strongly suggest and that. And they'll they'll help you set it all up. And 100%. Everything. Way better You don't need Wix, a graphic designer with nothing. you or anything. Like, click and you pick. There's five, yeah. six different templates. Oh, that's, that's awesome. And it's and they know what you want. Yeah. They know wholesaling. They know flipping. They know bird. Yeah. They know all these strategies. Whatever your focus is, they can do that. They can just do it. Yeah. Is, uh, I remember we were talking about PropStream, I think. Yep, uh, for That's for acquisitions. And that's for acquisitions. So, so yeah. now that we, we have the website, website connects to what's going to be either Podio or investor lift once we decide but right now it's podio and then podio and zapier use zapier is what we use to like build all the automation for you know automatically sending it out to buyers lists or um okay so you've got your list of buyers down there and you're using these tools there. to do that what does yeah. podio do so podio is kind of what, what it's like a crm crm it's like a crm but it can do project management as well it's not okay. like salesly so or like sales so you're course. putting all your your wholesale buyers into your crm podio that's right so we have yeah. we have uh we have three sections in it so 
Our junior guy, he does a lot of uh, Facebook lead gen through various groups mm -hmm. and hire firing VAs. Um, so that's very successful on the lead gen side. And then mm -hmm. we have cold callers in either Egypt or yeah. uh, Colombia or somewhere there. Okay. And when we get to the wholesaling side, the wholesaling yeah. side is actually just the closers. So we're getting lead gen from these side. Closers are in there. Closers are going to actively use prop stream as soon as they start talking to someone. So I think that you mean the closers, like people who do closing for you, people who do closing for me yeah. and when they're using prop stream, so that you've got a lead, somebody who wants yep. to sell, you're checking out what the mortgage is on the house. Like if they even have one, exactly. if you can get financing terms, hundred percent and where, where all are you, uh, you doing this? So we've had the most luck in, uh, Newport Ritchie and Lakeland. Is this all on the East coast as well? Uh, Lakeland is like, uh, maybe West Northwest of Orlando. Okay. Um, and then Newport Richie's on the, on the west side. And you're are you doing any physical mailings or is this all on? No, this is just cold calling. Uh, oh, cold calling. Yeah. So you just pay your cold callers. And uh, where are your buyers coming from for your wholesale stuff? Um, buyers are coming from just networking. So just you're going down there, shaking hands, adding people to your list. Yeah. Those are those are ending up being your buyers. How many properties are you moving right now? So uh, for this year, we've done fourteen. 14 you've already yeah. transacted on which is which is fairly yeah. slow considering like some people are doing like a thousand month whatever but you know <laughs> it's like, pretty good you're i mean you're 14 Canadian. is remote. <laughs> yeah it's it, the biggest learning curve with us was also um you know a little bit of split focus and figure out yeah. what we're going to do because we, we have a lot of short-term side for the short-term rentals where me and chance are focusing more and this is just kind of like uh yeah. we, we gave it to our junior guy to kind of like run we come in help close we come yeah. in and help dispo but yeah. he'll handle most of the day-to-day -day and stuff and yeah. in the lead gen it runs pretty automatic it's just a matter of coming in and just adding fuel to the fire just hire more people because yeah. the systems are there like if somebody wants to come in yeah. and work right now we'll take workers like come in and we'll even give you like 30 percent commission yeah like, which is unheard of like, close the deals to close the deals yeah like we pay really and closing commission. closing the sellers or closing the buyers or both closing the sellers no yeah. the buyers it's a little bit too hard uh, the yeah. buyer side, it's only Chance that does that and me yeah. because uh, it's also our reputation. Yeah. And we don't know how that would work because all these yeah. guys, they're very, you know, they're, they're, they're snipers, you know, in the States, they're snipers. In Canada, you know, if I wholesale you a deal or Jacob or, or, or somebody, we all know each other. Yeah. You know, there, there's a certain, you know, respect we all have within the Canadian, mm -hmm. really, I'd like to think within yeah. the Canadian real estate community. Sure. Yeah. That doesn't exist down it's there. It's a small community. Yeah. Down there, you're getting sniped, you're getting beat up, you're getting lied to, you're getting convinced of yeah. BS. Like these guys, so are these coming. wholesalers lie bad. Yeah, yeah. and you, most of the time, you don't even know. Like it's a wholesaler talking to you, trying to daisy chain your mm. deal to somebody yeah. else, and you don't even know what's happening. So, like, there's certain questions and certain yeah. like, things that we we just know. Aha! And then we're like, okay, well, buddy, you're a wholesaler. Why don't you say that? And then yeah. like, oh, whoa, whoa. you know, yeah. and you get this whole little thing. So, like, to have a new guy come in and deal with that. Yeah. And then sign on, like it's just too much risk for that. So Dispo, yeah. we do yeah. on the acquisition side, we do hire for that right now. So anybody that's working from home that wants to just do some Facebook lead gen, it's like you're wasting your time scrolling on Reels anyway. Let us teach you how to do Facebook marketing. Yeah. Worst case scenario, you understand how to do a very lucrative Facebook marketing lead gen strategy yeah. that you could do for your business, your friend's business, whatever. Yeah, doesn't even have to do with real estate. We'll teach it to you for free. So if you make money with yeah. us, great. If you don't, you're getting taught like, really expensive and good yeah. knowledge from that that we had to pay for through coaching right so yeah. that's where we're on 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 the base yeah line. and then we level up to the you know actual closers closing we tell everybody if you can't do 20 hours then don't join 20 hours a week is minimum okay 
at 20 hours, you're going to get your 10,000 calls in, which go through dial pad and smart dialer. So yeah. you feed the lists in and the number calls 50 numbers at a time. And then whoever picks up, hangs up the other number. So you're actually- Oh, that's crazy. Like when you're on the phone, you're on the phone. You're always on the you're phone. on the phone. You're not like yeah. there like, oh, let me punch uh, yeah. this number. Oh, I hate my job. No, it's a fun thing. So you don't even know who you're talking to. You don't even, you just, it pulls up and then the system says, this is the address, this is this. Yeah. So then it pulls that up. You got all the information there. And then instantly you just copy paste into PropStream. Yeah. Hello, how's it going? Boom. Yeah. And, and you start from there. Yeah. So You're just cold calling. Are you any interest in selling your home? 100%. Yeah. 100%. And, and, and you know, the, the way that we structure it is um, our lead gen guys are, 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 are kind of saying that we're canvassing an area. We're looking at areas. We're looking at mm. exactly houses like yours. We're interested in purchasing it. We're looking to buy two this month and yours fits the, fits the bill. If you're not interested, we'll give you our offer anyway. And if your property doesn't work for us, we'll disqualify you and we'll let you know why. So now our legion guys, instead of the guys, hey, you look, you saw your host. It's like they're giving like this entire elaborate, like yeah. this is happening right now yeah, you in your area. For them. Yeah. So when our cold callers go and they say, hello, I'm the I'm the investor that's been appointed to your deal. I'll be dealing yeah. with you from now on. So it's like this whole like process that you've been passed on to somebody else. So these people actually care that they got called back. Yeah. Whereas I feel like on a normal legion or cold calling, it's kind of like door knocking. Like if they're not down to talk to you, they're not going to talk to you. Yeah. But this is important because we're only here for this month. We're looking to buy two this month. Yeah. You're just, we'll buy more. But this, yeah, you're setting it up. Yeah. So it all sets up. And then uh, the way that we do it is they, we have to give an offer right away. And it's so easy to give an offer. My like, guys, just just lock. How many offers you give out today? That's all I ask. Like how many? So, so right there, the very first call, they're the offering? Very first call. Or, or you're giving them a call back? No, no call back. No, okay. Offer so. right away. And you got to put them on two holds. Can I put you on hold? We got to put them on two holds. <laughs> we got to put them two holds. So, so we put them on a hold at min, uh, the 11th minute and then the 27th minute. And then by by minute 41, we're giving them the offer. So that's yeah. how long our script takes to get through, depending on how yeah. much rapport you build up and how much you know random talking happens. But if you stay on this script, you will naturally build enough rapport and actually move the conversation forward. Yeah. That by minute 41, you're... Uh, putting them on hold, you're reaching out to me or Chance saying, hey, this is what it is. We'll have a quick look at it. And we kind of structure it like, hey, what's the equity? What's the... So we know, we tell them, this has no mortgage. Like they're probably not going to take a lowball offer, but maybe they can sell or finance and then we can afford to pay them more. So now they know which way to kind of structure it. And PropStream has been super instrumental in that because it gives you all the information. It tells you if there's a mortgage and how much. It tells you the... Yeah, exactly. And yeah. when it's sold and the market analysis and it even gives you MLS access. So it will give you the MLS like data basically way more accurate than Redfin or Realtor or Zillow. So what we do is we say, hey, take all this information, also mm -hmm. get rent a meter. So get the total, get the rents in the area, get what this is saying, and just pick a median price, give them that offer. Just lock it up under contract. If we gotta go yeah, back, if you gotta go back and renegotiate, you will. It's no big deal. Right. And yeah. and it happens all the time in the States. Like at first we felt weird because all my wholesales in Canada. Like once I give them the price, that was part of my closing pitch. Like when I give you the price, that's your price. Yeah, there it's like I'm I, not what I back. could do. What I could do is I could offer you sixty grand or whatever you do, and, exactly. then, and then when you go look at it, if it's like, oh, we have to make it a little exactly. adjustment. And here we we premise it in our in our actual closing speech. So we'll yeah. say, um, if we have to disqualify you, we will, but we'll tell you why we're disqualifying you. Mm -hmm. So now we're not this like spammy, you know, yeah. duck cleaning sales guy trying to sell yeah. you something. We're trying to find a property that suits our portfolio in this area. Yeah. And if yours happens to suit a great, if not, sure. Sorry, yeah. that's what it is. So now they want to be chosen so they can deny us. Yeah. And that's when it, you kind of start yeah. getting into the fun of it. That's that's fascinating, man. We could we could definitely go on about this. But yeah. uh 
uh, we're already a little over time, so uh, I'll let you just share with uh, with our audience how they get in touch with you or how they follow you. Yeah. Um, you can go on realestatenemo.com. Um, all of my websites are there, all my portals. Um, on Instagram, it's Nemanjan Apiolo. That's my full name. Um, I should maybe change that to Real Estate Nemo, huh? Is that, is that It'd too, be a little easier. Might be a little bit easier. <laughs> I'll share your, I'll, I'll put the uh, the, yeah, the, put the uh, URL there so yeah. they have access. Yeah, and then okay. uh, Lux Short-Term Stays, that's uh, that's where you can find me, Matt, Lori, and Chance, and uh, that's where we do the short-term rentals. Very cool. Any uh, just final thought before we wrap up? Um, I think uh, I, th I think the biggest thing that, you know, my biggest advice and, and what I really take to heart is just take massive action. Yeah. Just massive action. Just go and do exactly what you want and you think and you instinctually feel. Because I think that in today's crazy world, like the more yeah. you think, the more you get confused. Yeah. Just Overthinking. Go with the heart. Like yeah. don't get into analysis paralysis. You want this, go get it. And just trust yourself that you'll figure out how to pull through. I do that with my golf game sometimes. I overthink it. <laughs> kind of hurt me this weekend. Yep. Anyways. Okay. <laughs> Nemo, thanks for doing this. Absolutely, man. Thanks for the invite. There are a lot of people out there talking about the infinite banking strategy and whether or not it makes sense for them. To find out what it's all about and if it's a fit for you, visit controlandcompound.com forward slash Andrew Hines, where my audience can gain exclusive access to books, podcasts, and webinars tailor-made for real estate investors.